You are listening to Spire Sessions Podcast, proudly brought to you by Spire Research and Consulting. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to Spire Sessions, an online series where we talk about interesting developments in the market. Um, this is the second of our food series where we're talking to interesting food players across the Southeast Asia region, uh, getting their opinions uh, firsthand about what the market developments are, how the landscape is, and what opportunities and challenges they see. Uh, today, we have a very special guest, Pak Billy. Uh, Billy Bakhtiar, who is the CEO of Pakwati Chips, a very interesting soya-based product. Uh, Pak Billy has, been, has founded the company uh, back in 2015. Since then, he's uh, established the company as, as, as a prominent brand in Indonesia and is also considering now, well, exporting to some extent already, but growing that, that international business across the Southeast Asia region. Welcome, Pabili. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so uh, much, Mr. <clears throat> Pabili, we'll, we'll start the ball rolling. Um, really, I wanted to ask you, tell us a little bit more about uh, Pakwati Chips and your strategy in Indonesia, as well as what your plans are for Southeast Asia. Okay. Uh... Pakwati uh, chips uh, is a traditional Indonesian exotic food made from fermented soybeans with unique spices and flavor. We innovate our product from tempeh, a traditional fermented soy food that is widely known as healthy and nutritious due to its rich nutritional content. We try to position our product as healthy snacks. Uh, that provides good nutrition for our customers. We choose to use specific identity preserve or IP, non-GMO US soybeans as our raw material. It is also certified by US Soy Sustainability Assurance Protocol, showing our commitment to sustainability issues. We are grateful for the support from uh, local government and TPC stakeholders in Indonesia, such as Indonesian. Tempe Forum or ITF and US Soybean Export Council or USEC. They help us improve production capability and expand the market through the through their programs such as training, workshops, business matching, etc. Our production is also standardized with SNI or Indonesian National Standard Certification for price efficient. ASAP certificate for food safety, halal certificate, and the BPO, Indonesian Agency of Food and Drug Administration. Designing the best possible product with this various certification, a fundamental strategy for entering the Southeast Asia market. In this way, we want to gain the trust of consumers and distributors that our product is suitable for their daily consumption. It is healthy and delicious snacking. Our vision is to become a company that can manage the production of tapeches professionally with international standards and is ready to compete in the global market, especially in the Southeast Asian market. Uh, as a startup company, we are always optimistic by trying various innovations 
to create our best product. And we are always open to cooperate with various parts. That is a very interesting product, uh, Pavili. Uh, you know, we have seen in the past in our consumer studies that the Indonesian customers really, really prefer uh, taste. And there is a very high tendency to snack amongst the Indonesian customers. Uh, and it's interesting that you are now capitalizing on the greater health consciousness trend. I think that is, that is a real trend that we're seeing, not just in Indonesia, in, in, uh, across the region. So it's very interesting what you shared. Uh, in the last two years, maybe a little bit before that, you know, we are seeing this shift of consumers moving online. Uh, Indonesia actually is one of the largest markets in the region when it comes to e-commerce or retailing. Uh, how has that impacted your business, this, this sudden shift during the COVID period? And what are some of the changes that you've made to adapt to this? Some things uh, we use to do face-to-face. -face. Now, uh, we do it online. Visually, uh, before this pandemic, we participate in exhibitions in several countries and then proceeded with face-to-face -face negotiations. Now, we participate in online virtual exhibitions, including negotiations or business uh, meeting online. We used to meet face-to-face -face before. Now we meet online, just like we are doing right now. Uh, technically, this is an effective and efficient way. We don't have to pay for travel and accommodation. It is also quite effective through several platforms that provide B2B or B2C features in marketing. The online system can reach more distant area. We only need to adjust the meeting time if there is a time zone difference. Uh, in fact, one of when we met the first time, when when Spire and Fakwati met, it was actually through a virtual event as well. So I remember that that quite. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, our first time. Right. Uh, in terms of your internal processes and digitalization of your own company, um, what are some of the changes or enhancements that you've done? Okay. Uh, generally, uh, this pandemic accelerates modernization, digitization, and online system, of course. We know that the online system has been around since before the pandemic. It's just that we are forced to do a lot of things online during this pandemic. We also try to optimize digitization for several things, such as market research, social media, website building, B2B, and B2C marketplaces. Uh, I also plan to make the production system more integrated with the online system. Uh, my last question for you, Pak. Um... What is your outlook? What do you think the opportunities are or what do you see some of the big trends being? And can you share your perspective on what the future is going to look like? Uh, I think this pandemic will be main factor in consumer changes that will affect business clients. First, we know that COVID-19 can be fatal when the server has quiet common comorbidities such as diabetes, heart disease, uh, high blood pressure, lung disease, 
and others. An unhealthy lifestyle and diet can cause these diseases. Therefore, since this pandemic, people will be increasingly aware of the importance of a healthy lifestyle followed by healthy food patterns that can reduce the risk of these diseases. Secondly, people are becoming more and more aware of the nutritional content of their food. If in the past we might have heard of healthy foods that are low sugar, low fat, and so on, then that will no longer be enough in, in the future. I think uh, consumers will be more aware and selective in choosing the food to buy. The healthy choices in in the ingredient and nutrition will be uh, will be a concern of consumers. There's a trend that consumers will have the habit of checking the nutritional content of food before buying it. So, because of the awareness of the importance of healthy food, consumers will also appreciate it and they will be willing to pay more to get it. That's very interesting. In fact, we see that as well. Um, we see that more and more consumers now use data as a part of their lifestyle. So everybody has watches, everybody looks at how many calories, how many nutrition, how much sleep, how much exercise. It's all based on data now, rather than you know what, what our traditional tastes have been. So you're right, um, you know, I think it's a very interesting point. Uh, we're seeing those consumer trends change as well. That brings me to uh, the end of our uh, conversation. Unfortunately, we don't have um, much more time. I wish we could have spent more time and we could have had a longer conversation. Thank you so much, Pak Billy, for spending the time with us and for sharing you your ideas much. with us. Thank you very much, Mr. Jatnit. Uh, I hope uh, we can inspire many people. Yes, it's a very interesting product, like I mentioned. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Spire Sessions podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. You can also check out our website, spireresearch.com or drop us an email at spire at spireresearch.com.